Welcome to the Life Well Done Podcast. Optimizing physical, mental, and emotional being. Challenge plus change equals growth. Well, hello there. How is everybody doing? You don't hear anybody saying anything back to me because I've gone solo. This is Brian and Nate is actually at work. So here we are, lone wolfing, trying something new. Had a few thoughts and thought maybe I'd give it a go, waving to the camera for YouTube. But uh, yeah, I have a few things I wanted to say and enjoying an absolutely incredible day out here in Colorado. Uh, unfortunately, not much time left here, but uh, right after work, I got on this trail near the gym and pretty simple trail, but one of the, I don't know if I could find the words to really describe it but it was it's one of the experiences that actually drew me to Colorado and that was one one time I came here to uh, tour the school and on the roof of our research building you could see it was sunny over us and over downtown Denver it was raining and today while I was on this trail sun was shining where I was at and there was three different pockets of rain it was absolutely incredible uh the sky was beautiful, different shades of blue and gray. Clouds were just breathtaking. And then I thought that I should uh, maybe record a podcast on something that uh, was brought up this past weekend and faced maybe a fear of going lone wolf here. So let's see where we go with this. But uh, I wanted to do it outside, and I couldn't find anywhere on this trail to kind of pull off, and the, the wind was just far too windy, I guess. Uh and then I came home, decided maybe I'd do it outside in the backyard. And if anybody that's listening has ever been to the house that I'm living in, uh, there's this dog behind us that I, I don't, it just doesn't stop. It just barks nonstop. And then the lady that owns it comes out and, and she barks kind of like the dog nonstop. And uh, yeah, besides that and the traffic, here we are back in the studio Minus Nate, unfortunately, but here we go. Uh, Had dinner with a buddy that was out here visiting Colorado this past weekend, and uh, man, it was it was an amazing time. Uh, This he's he's someone that surprises me that listens to this, but uh, as he's he's put it, he listens to every episode as soon as it comes out. Which thank you, he knows exactly who he is. But uh, this uh, this guy. He and I probably weren't the f- biggest fan of each other when we first met. We met through coaching hockey and um, just maybe some different spots in life uh, at the time that we met. And then over time, not a not so long time, we ended up kind of becoming pretty good friends, though we haven't seen each other in a couple of years. We, we talk on and off and uh, we, we joked that we became good friends specifically in hockey and, and that was sweet. But I got to meet up with him and his girlfriend, and they were visiting Colorado. And uh, man, it was it was just a, a wonderful couple of hours talking to him and his girlfriend. Um, he actually brought up some stuff about the podcast, and that's where I'm gonna head right now. So there's something that's been on my mind, and uh, he kind of exaggerated it, and we're gonna relate it to hockey is because that's what I'm most familiar with. And unfortunately for people that are listening, if you don't know much about hockey, I don't know if it really matters, but you might get sick of hearing about hockey. But we'll try and see if uh, we can elude some of the rabbit holes that I'm going to 
go over and, and hopefully not fall into. And uh, cool. So it kind of goes along the, mindset, uh, the idea of growth versus fixed mindset. But my buddy brought up the idea of not being good enough. And this is something that I struggle with on the daily. Uh, for anybody that knows me, you know, intimately, uh, they know that for sure I, I struggle with this. And he asked, you know, how do you think that comes up? Or to some extent, how does that come up? And we, we started talking about maybe for us, in some way, it had to do with sports, in specific hockey. And we grew up kind of being, um, I think both of us were very good hockey players growing up. I don't think either of us made it to the level that we wanted to. I certainly didn't. Uh, Nick, this guy, uh, well, I just threw him under the bus there, but it, he he played a better, he was a better hockey player than I was, so I'm, I'm sure he had some better experiences than I have or uh, more demanding experiences. But we brought it up of we consistently played a sport where you were being judged, and you didn't always know exactly where you were at with the coach, um, your teammates, tryouts, whatever it might be. And sports kind of can create, as I've thought about it, it can kind of create this mindset of, am I good enough? And though there are reward systems built in there and there is feedback of ice time and, um, you know, celebrations or praise from coaches, leadership roles, uh, you know, level of hockey or sport that you're playing. And this can be applied to really anything, but again, we're going to keep it to hockey and sport in general right now. Um, but that question of where do I stand? Am I good enough? Uh, where do you where do you go from that? It's it's a constant battle of trying to be the best or be your best, which there's no issue in being your best. But when you are wondering if your best is good enough, I think we start seeing um, a, a plethora of issues there mentally. And again, this goes back to that growth versus fixed mindset. It's not that it's the issue. It's how we respond to it as young kids and growing up. And then how does it affect us in our adult lives? And I don't think that for me personally, I don't think this is the only variable that affects this situation. But as I've thought about it, I do believe that maybe this is a major impact on the the mindset. Um, and I, I found this quote by Cooley. Uh, he, he's, it says, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. And that just kind of resonated with me because all the time playing hockey, whether it was six-year-old or it was playing college at 18 years old, I never really knew where I stood. And even when I did, I wasn't confident enough to know my, my, my role or my place. Um, I also attribute this... I can look back at my life and say that with drums, I was a pretty successful drummer. It's my dad does my dad is percussionist, a drummer for a living, a very successful musician for a living, and he never pressured me to be the best. My sister and I, I don't, I, mean, I can't speak for my sister, but neither of my our parents, it felt like they didn't push us to be the best or put the pressure on us to be the best, but. It was be the best that you can be. If you work hard, your results will come. And I don't think that's uncommon. I think that's expected. But for whatever reason, when I was younger, when I would go to competitions and, and the likes, I was smart enough to understand that when I performed, 
I might have a little bit of my dad's reputation on my hands. And so there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself. And it was nothing to do with my dad. He didn't, he never said anything. I don't think he was ever disappointed in me. I think if anything, he was disappointed in, did you work hard enough? Uh, which is fair. I think that uh, that's teaching a lesson of work speaks. Um, but I, I always felt pressed to myself, you know, to the point of when he would go to work, I would practice when he wasn't there. So he wouldn't hear, hear how bad I was, quote unquote, uh, bad I was. And I know looking back that I was actually a very good drummer. I could have been even better had I loved it. Like I loved hockey. Um, so I'm, it's interesting for me to look back on all these things in childhood and then, um, kind of be aware of my adult life right now of the issues that I struggle with that were present back then. Um, and where does it really start? That, that growth versus fixed mindset uh, in sports where I played most of the time was, you know, where do you stand? I remember being in college and, you know, feeling like I had a great week of practice and then not getting in the lineup and or, or being put in the lineup and then after warm was being taken out of the lineup. Like what? I had a bad warm up. You, you, like, what, what does that mean? Um, it, it really interesting to look back on. Um, and I think that some of this has to do with the ego, which this is one of those rabbit holes that I'm going to go over and hopefully not fall into. But uh, with sports, there is a lot of ego. Ego drives you. There's a balance to ego. I don't think that using your ego to move forward is a bad thing. Having said that, too much ego, I think, can put you into some really detrimental mindset and situations. Um, you know, the same with the pride. So when ego is carrying you, if it's not, if it's too strong and, and it gets bruised and an example would be getting cut out of lineup, you know, getting benched, uh, there's, there's a lot of bruising. There's a lot of issue there that goes on and wondering to me, again, the growth and fixed mindset, like how do you react is more of the issue. So it's not so much the experience, but how do you react to that experience? Um, in, in a lot of times in hockey specifically, we talk about being a pro and you just do the things you have to do. And with hockey that for me, obviously I'm, I'm closer to that sport than any other, but I've played a few other sports and I know a lot of people that play other, um, there are athletes of other sports. I just feel like hockey is a very unique sport that people are very quick and willing to sacrifice themselves for the team. And I think that part of the reason I was injured and hurt all the time was because that I took that so deeply to heart. It I've tried to play so injured sometimes that I look back on it now and think what, what was going on there? I mean, we're talking about concussions and lying about them and not being able to see straight and still trying to crack the lineup and sometimes being successful with it. Uh, incredibly dangerous to myself, but it was all about being there with the team, trying to win and trying to contribute, trying to be a part of something bigger than me. It was never really a me thing. But when you still get knocked down a peg and knocked out a lineup or your ice time's low or you know you lose or it's, you're, you make a mistake – those things can really be detrimental, um, specifically with somebody like myself that has struggled with confidence for probably most of my life. And specifically, as I started getting injured and probably realizing that 
hockey might be going away from me. And that was my identity for a long time. Um, how do you react to those things? How do you take those sacrifices and recognize what you're doing um, is for the team, but it doesn't necessarily speak about what you are as a player. It could speak to who you are as a player or a person in that moment, but it doesn't. it's not all defining. Uh, things I'm talking about are like sitting the bench, uh, doing extra training, playing injured, you know, whatever, sacrificing the body to block a shot, taking a hit, these little things in hockey that may not make sense to somebody listening, but if you're a hockey player, you definitely know what I'm talking about and how that can become rudiment, rudimentary in your, in your life and carry over to other aspects. And it's interesting to me because I don't, looking back, I don't think that I handled those situations very well. I always took it personally and I thought that that defined me I guess I shouldn't speak in past tense. I think that it defines me, and that is a that is a fixed mindset of thinking that you cannot improve, that your skill is your skill, that your intelligence is your intelligent intelligence, and that level of where you're at is just you can't build on it. You can't learn more. You can't develop more. You can't create more. You cannot be more. And for me, that's something that I've been trying to get out of. But coming back to that original question, probably stated differently than it was at the beginning, but how much has sports impacted sports or whatever your thing may have been? You know, maybe it was music, maybe it was sports, maybe it was school, maybe it was, you know, your family just telling you you're not good enough, whatever it might be, or praising um, success versus effort. Um, all these things happen to go with how do you view yourself? And when we get going over this stuff, like, we know that doing and overcoming difficult things is kind of what makes life interesting. Um, the interesting part is learning new things, but when you have this fear built up that you cannot do it or that you're not going to be good enough or you just don't know where you stand with somebody, with something, um, there's a deep-rooted issue in self-belief there, but it's also in just how have you developed your mindset, fixed versus growth. And so the, the people that are, for all intents and purposes, success, successful, not necessarily in finance, finances, but just in overall being, uh, they welcome the challenges. They look at challenges and shortcomings and, again, quote-unquote failure as a learning opportunity. It's more data to become something more, to continue to develop yourself versus someone like, me in, in this current moment, I look at a lot of things as I'm not going to do them because I'm scared, which is makes this whole podcast being a lone wolf for the first time ever pretty monumental for me. Um, so it's just kind of doing these tiny things, but it's doing and overcoming those difficult things in your life that kind of make it interesting. And I got to say that right before I press press record, uh, I smile and say, why don't you just have some fucking fun with this thing? Uh, and so Let's see if it comes across that way but uh, and see maybe if I'll learn something about myself. But accomplishing things is when you learn about yourself. But truthfully, how do you accomplish things? It's going through some kind of suffering. And uh, I think it's Tom Bilyeu that always says, um, you find yourself in suffering. And, and basically what that means is when you struggle, a, a lot of who you are becomes evident to yourself. And that's really what's important. So... When we're talking about the fixed and growth mindset, it's it's like learning to love improving your life. You know, 
why wouldn't you want to become the best human being that you can possibly be? And whatever matter that means, to me, it's all encompassing, but you can pick one thing and start small. Uh, you know, being the best human you can be, you find things that are difficult and you get better at them. What excites you? What seems really cool to you? You know, for those that are listening that maybe have never skated or played hockey, is that a sport or something that seems interesting to you? Is it something that kind of you love watching it, but you have never tried? Why not? What What's the holdback? Now, I say that rhetorically because uh, I understand that there's a ton of things that hold me back and I'm currently in the process of working through a lot of those things. But you, it's all about cultivating that belief in self. And I'm reading the book called Mindset, which talks about growth and fixed mindsets. And it's incredibly enlightening. I highly recommend it, though. I'm not done with it. I, I know that this is going to be a pretty significant book in my life. But the, the power of your self-belief is the power to achieve or or really not achieve if you don't have the self-belief and not achieve and then that's again something that's been very conscious in my life right now is that I'm, I'm very aware of where my mind is but it's overcoming that mind that is the struggle right now so how do we develop this take risks and I'm finding that maybe it's more of a developing tiny ass tasks that allow you to build some momentum some confidence in yourself some habit discipline all these things that lead into bigger snowball type uh, actions, you know, small step into a big step. Um, you can, you know, as most people will tell you, you can achieve anything you want. You know, the big shots all say like you humans are pretty limitless. I mean, for, for fuck's sake, we're going to Mars in some capacity right now. Like that's, that's out of like, <laughs> that's out of this world. Um, but, but when you talk about the ego component of, self and self-belief and being able to achieve or not achieve depending on where that belief is there is a huge ego component and it's something that drives you but it's quite the dichotomy i mean you need you need that drive from that ego you have to have some kind of i don't know for lack of better terms cockiness about you but you also have to have a balance there has to be a humbleness that knowing that at some point i'm going to fail and that's really it's not defining. That doesn't have to be something that hurts my pride. It doesn't have to be something that pulls me down and knocks me out. It just has to be something that I look at and say, okay, here's some data. How can I adapt as human beings generally do? The brain loves to do via difficult tasks. The, the brain loves these things. But how do I react to it to become better, more efficient, more successful at that task or that thing that I'm trying to um, work on or work with and what is it that you want to learn so like as I, I kind of just stated but like the brain loves these really difficult um, times in our life because it's an opportunity for it to really work and so what do you want to do you, like what's holding you back I know for me part of it is what is everybody else going to think how am I going to look but the truth is fuck everybody else you know, no, no offense to anybody listening, but fuck that. It, what is it that you want to get out of this life? And what is it that I want to get out of this life? And then why aren't you doing it? You know, that's kind of one of the things that I went on this hike today and I started really thinking about where am I? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish? What is my why? What is my how? What is the purpose? Now, I started writing a lot of these things down. They've become a little more clear and I'm sure they will change. There's no doubt about it, but that's kind of what I, where my head was at. Hence, I'm just doing the Lone Wolf podcast. I wanted to get this out here. 
hopefully it's it's helpful to other people but in this life again circling back you know to the good enough and relating it to sports but in this life there's a pressure to be anything from society from ourselves from our family from financial standpoint from social media standpoint holy shit uh, there is so much pressure from the external world that truthfully is not necessary. And most of the time, nobody's paying fuck attention to what you're doing. Um, but the reality is, wh- if there's something that you want to do and you're feeling the pressure, it's time to just have fun with it, which now I'm having this little bit of epiphany. I just stated, like, I took a deep breath and said, just have fun with this podcast and see where it goes. So, having fun is crucial the things that you're learning should be fun you should enjoy them you should enjoy taking on new challenges and tasks that doesn't mean every second of it's going to be fun yeah you know studying in school doing orgo chem i mean quite frankly i didn't think there's anything fun about that and my results showed that i didn't have any fun at all but there's some kind of joy that can come from those challenges and so maybe not in the very moment all the time is there a having fun ability, but you can certainly spin your mindset to be fun. The pressure of everything is truly a misconception. Where does it come from? It comes from that external environment. And as Nate and I have done a podcast on the, you know, the external versus internal, the external is really kind of detrimental. Can it be motivating? Can it be uh, something that drives you? Absolutely. There's no question about that. But that generally is a, you know, it results in failure. There's very few people that can be driven by ego and money and external environment. It has to be truly something that is deep within you and that excites you and that you know how to have fun with or can develop how to have fun with. So that pressure is such a misconception. Um, You know, whether your parents are on you, you're not living your parents' lives. Uh, I had a friend that she, she was a pretty young girl and I used to work with and She'd say, well, I'm going to go into this, this degree. Um, I'd say, oh, that's, that's really exciting. Well, why? So, well, that's what my mom wants me to do. And I, maybe a little bit callous, looked at her and said, your parents are going to die. And, and the reality is there that you're going to, what are you going to do when they die? They're, you're going to be living their life and not yours. And that's a really scary thing to me. Um, you know, you have to follow your love, your values, your, your, the morals, the things that speak to you, that excite you, that turn that, that pilot light on inside of you and that just make that flame so incredibly bright. And though you may not have it, I think that for me, I've recently started developing it. And I think that is something that will always change too. But this, this growth mindset, this fixed mindset, the are you good enough? Where do I stand? It, it, it's a conception. It's a misconception of... In, in, in view and what really matters is how do I view myself because how you view yourself will present to the rest of the world this confidence and generally with that, that belief will allow you to do more to feel better about yourself to take on more tasks to take more you know calculated risks uh, risks and be successful with them and successful in terms of just learning and understanding and be able, being able to execute to what level, that's really how far do you, how hard do you want to work and how far do you want to take that hard work. Um, we have this incredible fear of discomfort as human beings. Um, it's, it's good in sports and mindset if applied right. I mean, if, if 
you know, the coach benches you for a minute and you know, a couple shifts in hockey, but then puts you back out there. But you sat there and said, I'm a fucking failure. I can't do it. I'm going to make more mistakes. Generally, you're going to go out there and make more mistakes. And I'm speaking from experience here. Um, I always had my worst games when I was down on myself, usually because when I made a mistake, it was like, I already know what the mistake was, but if I got benched for it, I did not respond well. I had a fix. I have and had a fixed mindset. And the reality of it was learn from that tool or learn from that data, take it in, understand what happened. What can you change about it? And, and just know that that's not who you are as a hockey player, as a person, as insert any variable that you're involved in at that point. It is just what you are. I mean, we fear exercise. We fear how hard it's going to be. But the reality there is the more you stress yourself, the more the reality when you come out of the gym, the, the more the reality is going to be, it's going to be easier for you. The stress is not going to be so profound. Same thing with nutrition. I'm going through a nutritional protocol right now. And quite frankly, it's changing my life. It's changing my mindset. It's changing my habits, my discipline, all these things. But I always look and looked at nutrition as, oh, the pain of having to measure things out, the sacrifice, I'm going to miss out on all these really good foods and beer and just all these experiences. But all I did was associate all these things that really were, they seemed pleasurable, but they were truthfully pain. I associated that to missing out, being hurtful or harmful or discomfort. And the reality is now that I'm in a little bit of a, a role and I've, I've been disciplined with a lot of it. I'm recognizing how much freedom I have. I feel so much better. I'm, I'm able to do more things. I'm happier. I'm clearer, have more clarity. I don't have so many aches and pains. Uh, I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat next. I just do it. Um, it's, it's starting is the pain, but once you're into it, you crave it. It feels good. I mean, like I, I'm thinking about yesterday when I was on, I was doing some training and I'm in the middle of a testing week and it hasn't been going great. It's been going okay, but not great. But I pushed myself to limits because I thought, you know, discomfort is what's going to grow me. So why wouldn't I just push it? Uh, and, and you, you start to get this clarity. You start to get a, the appreciation, the gratitude, and you can handle other things. You're less stressed about other things and you're able to work through it and you take that energy and apply it in such a, a much more positive way. Um, you know, discomfort is, it mo- it can motivate us. It's, it's our friend. It needs to be our friend. Uh, it motivates us. It's, um, it seems to be like stressful and, and unhappiness and it can be at times, but that's what creates change. So when you, when you're talking about the link between discomfort and avoiding it and success and progress and getting past hurdles and, and earning your accomplishments, it's really just feelings about life and being with those feelings and understanding that where does that discomfort come from? It's definitely the mind. And I'm not going to tell you that, you know, running like Nate running his ultra marathons and stuff. I'm sure he's talked about it. There's extreme discomfort in that, but it's what stretches him to be able to do it more and to be continually growing in his sport. Now, are there times where you go so far that it's dangerous? Sure. Sure, we're not talking about that. We're talking about balance again, the yin and, uh, yin and yang there. But um, our instinct is to avoid discomfort. And the brain does that. The brain naturally wants to protect us. It doesn't want us feeling hurt. But that's the beauty of it. When you go into that fear, when you go into that discomfort, you're all of a sudden this different person. Um, 
you know, it, it's simple, as simple as doing simple things, uh, blowing something off. You know, if, if I'm in the gym, this is something I've taken uh, pretty seriously in the last couple of weeks. You know, I have a written program. And sometimes in the past, I would just walk away. Ah, I don't need to do that. I'm, I'm kind of tired. I have this. But that blowing, blowing that off bleeds over into other aspects of your life. Like, ah, I don't need to read that page or ah, I can sleep in an extra 10 minutes when I, I don't want to be doing that, but I've created this habit. So it's doing all these little things in that discomfort um, and allowing yourself to be with that resistance rather than making it stronger. Um, you know, you, you create all these habits and they definitely bleed over and it creates the option to fuck off. And, and if you do it once, you know, I, I skip something in part of my programming because, oh, it's going to be hard. I'm going to feel discomfort or I'm too tired or I'm underfed, whatever it is. And all of a sudden I go home and i I blow something else off. I say, ah, fuck it. I don't need to do that. Or I can, I don't need to stick to my nutrition protocol. I can go to Taco Bell or, you know, whatever it might be. It's a carryover in all aspects of life. Uh, it could be a career, a conversation, your nutrition, a workout, decision-making. It just creates momentum and it, you want it to be positive momentum. So that's what that discipline creates. So somehow I'm going to relate this all to, am I good enough? Um, but like the path of a healthy person versus the path of the fuck off person, the fuck off person always wonders where they stand and they probably do not respond to being uh, ridiculed or critiqued or, you know, again, quote unquote failure or failing um, or just not feeling like they understand where they're supposed to be. The person that continually does these small steps and finds a habit and creates a habit becomes a lot more confident in themselves. They create the momentum for their own lives. Um, you know, it's uh, this. There's a retired marine at the gym, very, uh, very well respected retired marine. He is. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but he was very, very high up. I don't. I'm not very. Um, I don't know the the positions and levels very well, but he was a significant person in the military, and he was talking about someone at the gym and cutting reps at the gym. And he told us this, a couple of the coaches, uh, this quote from some teacher that, uh, or athletic director at a school he worked at and um, said, uh, you know, there, there's two types of people. There's fat pigs uh, and, and people who touch the line. We're talking about when running sprints or doing something. And essentially, you know, the fat pig is the person that comes up short and just doesn't do it to the full full 100% versus and then there's the person that does so there's people who touch the line and there's fat pigs which I thought was a pretty phenomenal quote um, but doing these things not only affects you it affects everybody else around you and when you can create these things um, you create an environment for yourself and for the people around you to become more successful and it's it's uh, that ability for you to be the only one that's really judging you now I think it's important to go to the people that know you and love you the most and ask them, can you critique me? Can you give me feedback? I'm not feeling so good about this. I'm not feeling so good about that. Or maybe you're feeling really good, but you're not sure if you should be. I think that there's value in that. But generally, you should be the only one to judge yourself. This is something I don't do incredibly well. In fact, I do pretty poorly. But being aware of all these things is just so incredibly crucial. So maybe I'll start wrapping this up here. But the mistakes and you know turning back around like where do i where do i fit in 
am I good enough? Am I, how am I viewed? Whether it's in sports, career, relationships, whatever it might be, the mistakes you make are not what define you. They may define that situation, but it's really the mindset that goes about it of how do you respond to it? How do you collect the data and say, what can I learn from this? And how can I apply something different to move forward? Um, you know, you are not, we people are not their past. They're not that person. They're not anything like that. They are who they are right in this moment. And they're in control of who they want to be. You know, it's like, what do you focus on? What you see or what you say you want is probably what you're going to get. So in my case, if I continue to be so incredibly negative at times or look down on myself, then that's probably the product that is going to be presented. And so that's something I'm conscious of. And uh, I try to help other people become conscious of because I I can hear it. I'm very aware of it. I'm very um, knowledgeable with it. I've got a lot of experience with it. You know, you're not who you were. A day ago, or a year ago, a second ago, you were just this person. This, the humans are adapting and evolving every second. Now, it doesn't mean that it has to go, you know, you, this big picture changes overnight, but these little habits develop the momentum. They create uh, who you want to be, and it's just about executing them. Uh, it's, it's super fascinating to me how just in the last couple of weeks, I've started to just focus on tiny things, you know, Going back to working with Rudy and Zen teaching, I keep texting him, struggling with meditation. And we've created different goals of, okay, let's just try 10 breaths three times a day of just focused on the breath. Don't, you know, try and make them as focused as possible. And I've been struggling with that to the point where it's like, okay, now I have to talk myself into saying, you're going to, you are getting better the more you practice. Don't fear it. Don't fear the discomfort. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged by the fact that you are still attempting it. You're still going for it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just incredibly interesting to me that for myself, but also being able to view others of when people are in the sixth mindset and we know that something that can be changed. And hopefully my buddy uh, is listening to this and I don't, I don't know if I really even answered the question. I, mean, I guess I'm just talking about it. Um, it's fascinating to me and hopefully some of the stuff I've said will create for even myself this ability to create momentum, create a little bit more self-belief and to encourage just try shit. I don't know why I'm so help. I mean, I think I know why, but I don't understand how, why I struggle to overcome some of these fears and just trying, you know, you're not supposed to be the best. And actually another buddy of mine last year, we went golfing and I was like, man, I, I fucking suck. And he's like, well, when's the last time you golfed? And I was like, I don't know, probably like 13 years ago. He's like, you know, people spend their entire lives golfing to try and be good and they're still fucking terrible at it and that still brings home to me of just why am i why am i judging myself so much most people don't even give a fuck and my best friends they rag on me because they're my best friends there's nothing malicious about it um so i guess uh in wrapping it up here uh, going over my own time i can't believe this feels pretty good but uh can't believe i went 35 minutes so hopefully people are still sticking around but um being judged being good enough how you grew up the sports you played, the career you're in, maybe it's a current thing, maybe it's a past thing. Uh, for me, it was music, sports, but it's also bled into my adult life of not being good, of not knowing where you stand. A lot of that is in that self-belief, but a lot of it is just in the mindset of how you look at experiences and whether they're opportunities or defining moments. They are not defining moments. If they're defining moments, I wouldn't be living in Colorado. I wouldn't be changing schools. I wouldn't have earned these things in my life. And the same thing goes for you those that are listening. 
you're just not defined by them. You can be if you allow them to be, but it's really just data that you're bringing in and it's an opportunity to grow yourself. That stress, that discomfort is truly an opportunity to grow yourself. You cannot be scared to make mistakes. It's, it's detrimental. It's detrimental to your growth. It's detrimental to the things you love, the things you want to do, the things you want to experience. And, and how does that, affect, that, that habit affect your life? Your adult life, it, it rings over and it's a hard habit to break, but it can be broken. It can be changed. There's so many examples out there. You just go onto YouTube and Google it. Also, if you're on YouTube, you make sure you follow Life Well Done on there. How about that plug? Um, but the wondering if you're good enough, though in some circumstances in sports, uh, you can be labeled as not good enough in that moment, maybe not making the lineup or being benched. But that, again, is not a defining thing. Being cut from a team does not define it. It could just be how see people see fit. There's, it's Life is a puzzle. And uh, so, I mean, like, how do we put the puzzle piece together? Maybe you're a better fit somewhere else. It doesn't mean that you don't fit at all. It just means that there's a different place for you. Um, I think that sports, if there's parents listening or people that are saying, like, sports aren't that bad. I agree. Sports are not bad. It's really how you view yourself through mistakes through judgment essentially from the external external world and how you handle it it doesn't have to be defining is the point um you should not be focused on performance but the work the work you put in your performance will come when you continually take on risks and challenges and continue to try and learn so to say that like oh praise someone for the performance and eh, praise them for the work they did to get to that performance because we can always continue continue to evolve in anything that we are doing. Um, and the last thing, I'll, the quote I'll leave off with is, becoming is better than being. So what you are want to become is better than what you are right now. So sweet. Uh, wow, almost 40 minutes here. I'm going to go back outside and enjoy some of the sun. But hopefully this was helpful to anybody. I feel like it was actually helpful to me. So selfishly screw the rest of the world this is for me no i'm kidding um but if you have any comments on this i would love love some feedback whether it's on youtube it will be put up on youtube i've got it recorded hopefully the sound came through or just on instagram find us on life well done um same thing for youtube subscribe to it share it with your friends and uh let's just see what we can do i love the dialogue um do not be afraid to reach out to me or even Nate. Uh, we love talking about mindset. It's something we are focused on. Hence, we do this. We're trying to optimize ourselves. We're trying to make ourselves mentally and physically so much stronger, emotionally stronger. Um, and we're trying to learn every single day. And it definitely helps to learn from other people. So um, if you're listening, hit us up. Otherwise, uh, if you don't, just try some new things and see what happens. But uh, cool. We will see you guys later.